When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Three receivers to his left as Cunningham is back. He's being trapped. He ducks under three men. He's looking. He's rolling. He's heaving a deep downfield for Barnett, who leaps and has it at the 40, at the 35, 30, 25, 20. Barnett's going to score! All right, we are back here on Purple Daily, and a very happy birthday to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Randall Cunningham. And for his birthday, I wrote at scorenorth.com, Randall Cunningham belongs in the Hall of Fame. Give me your instant reaction, Judd, to that statement, and then I will explain why I think Randall Cunningham belongs in the Hall of Fame. But So I, I watched him play throughout the majority of his career, including in person, in 1998, and I know for a fact that Randall Cunningham, as a quarterback, helped change the game in a positive way. So my instant reaction is, yes, you are correct, because I think you can make an argument that people who change a sport deserve credit for doing that. And I also think, too, that one of the biggest criticisms of Cunningham is that he didn't do it for long enough, that he had the three amazing seasons with the Eagles and then the all-time great passing season in 1998, where it's one of the best offenses in the history of the game. So four seasons that were a cut above the rest that were all pro and where you're legitimately saying he's a top five quarterback, if not the best quarterback in the league, is not enough compared to some of the guys like John Elway or Warren Moon or Dan Marino who played for years and years years or Brett Favre. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would sort of circle back to the Hall of Fame has been extremely inconsistent with this and people who were really, truly exceptional for their short periods of time have gotten into the Hall of Fame. Gale Sayers, and then recently Terrell Davis. So from that perspective, and it's not like all of Cunningham's other years were garbage. He had injuries that certainly slowed him down. He had a couple of other winning seasons. But when I stacked up the statistics, and thanks to the good folks at uh, Pro Football Reference that are amazing when it comes to this stuff. Uh, so I sorted out. I took 1987 to 1998. I feel like this covers an entire era of football where we saw the NFL go from kind of, I mean, popular, but in some ways kind of a bleep show. They had, you know, the, the, um, the strike and everything else in 87, and it's just not anywhere close. And then through this era, in part because of great quarterback play, it shoots up to America's game by the end of 1998 when Cunningham has his best passing season. 
And I looked at how he compared to the other great quarterbacks of the era because there are numerous ones of them. He had a higher winning percentage than most of the other quarterbacks in the era. Uh, he was seventh overall in that entire uh, 11-year span. He was just behind Brett Favre and Jim Kelly and just ahead of John Elway, Trey Aikman, Warren Moon, and Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. So better winning percentage than those guys during that section of his career, which was, it basically spanned his whole career. I just cut out, you know, like the, when he used to run on third down or whatever. They Buddy Ryan was a psychopath. So he used to put in Cunningham on third down and Jaws in the first two wait, downs. Wait, hold, wait, wait. I got to stop you right there. Are you telling me a great defensive coach <laughs> when put in charge as head coach might not be as good? Sometimes, sometimes that I'm does not happen. going. I will not have this happen. conversation. That does happen from time to time. So, all right, let me give you some more of the passing stats too. Yeah. That even in quarterback rating, so throw out the fact that he retires as the number one running quarterback in the history of the league. He was ninth in quarterback rating in that era. He was ahead of Aikman, ahead of Elway, ahead of Bernie Kosar, and neck and neck with Warren Maroon, uh, Warren Moon, Dan Marino, and Jim Kelly. And even in terms of if you took away his sacks, because he got a lot of sacks running around, uh, even if you factor those in, I mean, mm-hmm. he's still close in terms of adjusted yards per attempt with Warren Moon and ahead of Troy Aikman and just behind Jim Kelly and uh, John Elway. And I think this would totally stun people to find that out because you think of him as being a guy who could launch it a million yards down the field and then run like crazy. But his passing efficiency was not that different from all these other guys that we've put in the hall. And I even tried to use an an advanced metric here, which is fantasy scoring, because we didn't have PFF grades in the late 80s and early 90s. But he compiled the fifth most fantasy points of that era. So we're just... I remember it from that. Yeah, we're talking stud. total yards. Yep. We're talking touchdowns, everything else, which tells you at least some of the story. And in all of his best years, they had top offenses. And every player who plays against him says that he was the least favorite guy to play against because he was that good. I think all of that combined sounds to me like a Hall of Fame player, someone who was right in the ballpark of all those other guys. And if he wins a Super Bowl in 1998, oh, the game changer. He's in. Right. Well, it wasn't his and, fault he didn't go to the Super Bowl. It was Gary Anderson's. Yes and no. The second half of that game, and I was there, he melted down. He literally melted down. And and th- this should not keep him out of Canton. But the most interesting story I was told was in 99, the game he got benched by Denny in Detroit. He actually went to Denny at halftime and said, bench me, I can't play anymore, or I can't play. But those things, while certainly a demerit on a guy's career, should not keep him out based on the fact that I do think that he helped um and, and your statistics back this up change the game. Yes. Like no he's question a, about it. He he's a guy that if you were in that room the day before the Super Bowl presenting his case, I think you could present a really, really compelling case that goes well beyond well he was just good for a while. Right. So when you add up so the fact that you. he was a passer on the same level as a lot of these people. Yeah. He was the number one rusher of the era by far. The next best is Steve Young, who, by the way, no one ever talks about as a running quarterback, but was absolutely a running quarterback. Oh, my right. goodness, yes. We know why that might be. But uh, with uh, with Randall Cunningham, he like that value, you can't just throw that out and be like, well, you know, he ran a lot. Well, right, and it helped them win a ton of games. Right. And then you add in what long-term we see the impact of someone like Randall Cunningham and how the quarterback position is played now. 
I think that there's a line of demarcation that you can draw before Randall Cunningham and after Randall Cunningham, Mm -hmm. because even the quarterbacks who come after, like Steve McNair, who ends up being a borderline Hall of Famer himself, you see the influence and you also see teams starting to be more willing to say, yeah, you can win with someone who uses their athleticism to their advantage, which I know is hilarious to us now, but we needed that step to right. always be able to have someone to point to and say, the Eagles won a ton of football games with this guy running all over the place. And Steve McNair was almost like a better version because he was a sharper passer and he probably had a little more grit than Cunningham had to him. And that that's part of it, too. That Cunningham's personality early in his career, I think, annoyed some people. And he wasn't the guy toward the end of his career where you said, like, oh, he's Elway. He's, he's got all the comebacks and he's spitting nails and things like that. He didn't have that narrative to him, right. which I think also impacts his Hall of Fame case. But his historical impact, how great he was at his peak, and the cumulative numbers that he even stacked up and winning all together, which he did a ton of winning, mm-hmm. um, I think that says that's a Hall of Fame player. I don't see how if if you, as I said before, the day before the Super Bowl presented that case, I don't see how the majority of people would say, yeah, but, yeah, but he's not, yeah, but, and, and yeah, I mean, he did, he did help change the game. And yes, it took some time. The, the, the whole, the whole um, process, Collar, of getting to where we are right now with the sport didn't happen in five years. It took different players and different types of, of players. Moss. Moss is a guy who, when he burst upon the scene in 98, helped us get to where we are now. And without Moss, I don't think you have that first wave of guys saying, not only can these receivers be great, but they can be so dynamic that they should be the featured guys at times. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if you were to go in and say Cunningham, Philadelphia, 90s, 70 comes back with the Vikings, 98 is absolutely off the charts, phenomenal. Did he have shortcomings and things that you could pick at? Absolutely. And most guys do. But there is a good case that he should that his story should be told in Canton because it's probably a very important part of the story yeah. to how we got where we are today. And this game is better today because of that. I mean, how many guys in the entire history of the NFL can be credited with shaping the way a position is played? Moss. There are not many. Well, let's let's go through it quickly. Moss can at his position. I Jack, want to say Dion at corner. Dion at corner, and and I think a guy like Jerry Rice. Has to also be kicked in with Moss, not as not Moss, but what he did was special. Playing out of the slot, also, Dion, I Dion, think that became more valuable after Jerry Rice. Dion for sure. Linebackers and how, how that has changed. Take your pick there, but there's probably what if if we sat here and had time to go through the entire list of guys Polamalu, in this league probably, who changed twenty the box safety. twenty. You think? Yeah, I mean, fifteen to twenty, and Randall Cunningham is toward the top of that list for because so, you think about the major influence. It's not just at a position; it's at the position that shapes well, the and entire he, league. And he also um, broke through the the racist views at that position that existed for how long? How how many black QBs probably were cost that opportunity? Yep. By small-minded football people slash coaches yes. in the '60s and '70s into the '80s, which yeah. is incredibly sad to say, who simply dismissed it. Yeah, and, and Cunningham started the trend of, "Oh, hold on a second here." 
Yeah. This guy, you could always point to him as the reason why you could play quarterback as a young black athlete, which, I mean, think about that impact. That, that's, that is a profound impact on the biggest position uh, in all of sports. And whether Lamar Jackson at his young age understands yeah. what came before him exactly or not, I don't know. Hmm? But it matters to getting to the point where we have Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and guys like that. To me, that bumps up his case to you should absolutely be celebrated in the Hall of Fame. I agree. I think at the very end of his career, he just was probably looked at as really, really great for a couple of years. And then he had some down years and then he had the retirement thing and then the one pop up season at the end. But the historical perspective on it gives you much more of a strong case for him there. Absolutely. The 98 season here, Judd, is one of the most fascinating performances by any quarterback of all time. Because what I love about it for Cunningham and his case for the Hall of Fame, and I didn't really get into this in my article, but just thinking about it now, Mm -hmm. is that it was always Cunningham, yeah, he could throw the ball, he's got a rocket arm, but he's he's an athlete. It's it's the making plays, it's the natural gifts. That's all it is for Randall Cunningham. And for 98, Moss, of course, deserves a great deal of credit for completely breaking the game and having Cunningham just throw it up to him on a lot of those touchdowns. But for him to come back and show everyone that as a pocket passer, he could lead the NFL in quarterback rating after sitting out in 96 and being a backup in 97 mm-hmm. is is truly one of the wildest things that has ever happened. I mean, in the last 30 years, it's one of the craziest things in football to happen. Someone to come out of retirement who was a known as a running quarterback and it sort of just you know, injured himself and so forth out of the league to be a backup and then have that season. I mean, I, I think that it boosts his case because of just how improbable that is. Yeah, and Don't forget, too, if you go back and look, I think the 98 season opener was at the Metrodome against the Buccaneers. Brad Johnson starts that game. Brad Johnson gets hurt. Cunningham comes in. And then, if memory serves, Matthew, I want to say about halfway through that season, Brad Johnson comes back, plays again, gets hurt, and Cunningham just keeps coming back in and is phenomenal. And I think if you asked the majority of people that don't go back and look at the box scores or the stats, who was the Vikings quarterback on opening day in 98, they would say Cunningham. Yeah, he he right. was so great. So, and, and this is also, this is a sneaky one, but this is also a credit to Dennis Green and his ability to identify talent and the fact that he's the guy that helped get Cunningham after a year off out of retirement again mm-hmm. and back That's here. Right. And Denny, Denny was an outstanding, very good offensive mind, but Denny also could evaluate talent well. And I think he looked at Cunningham and said, rightfully so, that guy's not done yet. Yeah. And my guess is the majority of the league's like, whoa, Randall Cunningham is toast, right? He's absolutely done. And to Green's credit, he went at Cunningham and said, you know, come back and play. You're not done yet. How about this for the 98 season? I ran this on Football Reference, and again, thank you, Pro Football Reference. You're wonderful. Single seasons, 1980 to 2000. So when the league really jumps forward passing. And quarterback rating for a single season. 98 Randall Cunningham from 80 to 2000 is the fifth best passer rating season ever at that point. The only quarterbacks who had had better passer rating seasons was Steve Young in 94, Kurt Warner in 99, Dan Marino in 84, and in 92, Steve Young. So at the time that he did it, it was the fourth best passer rating for a single season in NFL history. 
by Randall Cunningham. And, and that's one of those things when you talk about players making the Hall of Fame and why I was so for it with Terrell Davis is in the short time where he was one of the greatest, he did something that nobody can mm-hmm. do in, in setting the rushing record. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just on a totally different level from anybody else. And even though you didn't play for 20 years, you did something that was truly special in the gr- So when you were at your greatest, you, you were fa- yes. you absolutely well, dominated. That, and, and that's a problem to me with all halls. This this notion of some people who vote, who, who say, well, you were really good for five years. Like, you were the best for five years. But it was only five years, and you couldn't do it for 20, like so-and-so did. And I... I've always found that to be incredibly unfair mm-hmm. because, all right, if you were just a good player for five years, I get it. You're a good player. That That is not Hall of Fame worthy. But if you did something for five years better than anybody else or four years and you're just dismissed, why? Yeah. Yeah. Because because it's not a this guy played for season. 20 years. Yeah. And, and that's great, too. And that guy deserves to be be uh, recognized and honored as well. But if you do something for at least five years that makes you among the best at, at what you did, to not at least be seriously considered for your Hall of Fame to me is a really big slight. Yep. I Yeah, I agree. And, and if it was just the 98 season that he was great, then, yeah, then okay, I would understand it. But his three seasons where he's an all-pro uh, in the late 80s and going into early 90s, I, I think also are totally on a different level from almost any other quarterback because of what he was able to do in the run game. So happy birthday to Randall Cunningham. And I hope someday he gets his, his due. The longer we are away from his career and now the, the better we can see what the full impact of Randall Cunningham being a quarterback in the NFL and having a great deal of success. I I think the better he looks in terms of being a hall of fame quarterback with winter weather, making it harder to stay active. Here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life, the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer, featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence, and it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their missile collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.